back, we back with y'all. Welcome back to season two of the Two Views podcast. We excited to be yo, back. Yo, yo, You know, we took a little hiatus uh, uh, from we caught our 25th episode, but now we back with y'all with season two. We excited to be back with some new topics and new new uh, relevant content for y'all. I'm Dr. Keith, and on the other side, you got Kev G. Holla at him. What up, man? Kev G in the building, man. We got to be back, man. A lot of y'all been asking us, like, man, where we been at? Like, man, we just took a little break. Um, stop going on those couple months. Kids going to school and all that. A lot of stuff transitioning, all that. But uh, we back, man. We finna have some fun with this. Be a little bit serious too. You know how we are. You know how we do. Um, two views back in the building, people. Yeah, boy. Let's get it. Let's get it. Once again, man. If y'all have topics y'all want to hear us talk about, hear our views on, on a few things. Um, just let us know. Hit us up at our email. Uh, hit us up on Facebook, and you know, give us some topics that y'all want to hear about. We wanna we wanna give the people what they want. Give them what they want, baby. Yes, All right, sir. Um, yeah, man, let's have some fun this season two, man. Hopefully, man, we can do more guests uh, here and there, man. Um, on like a lot more crucial topics. Um, so hopefully, uh, it's bigger and better season two. Here we go, man. But y'all know how we do it, man. We're not changing these these things we do. We jump it right into a key. Hit your boy up with it. It's time for KFG's top five, five, five. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Today's top five, man. This podcast top five. Um, Thanksgiving around the corner. Christmas around the corner. Um, man, we like to eat, man. So, um, right. We're gonna do um the top five uh holiday dishes, man. Top five holiday dishes. Um, you do who usually start off me or you? No, I I'll kick it off this one. You know, how, you know Thanksgiving, my favorite holiday. Um, there's you know, people like Christmas. Thanksgiving, my favorite holiday. So I'll go ahead and kick it off. Um, for me, I, let me throw my honorable mention out here and shout out to my cousin Joanna, uh, Joanna King. Uh, my honorable mention is Joanna Cheesecake, her strawberry cheesecake. That's that's fire. that's that's my honorable mention. What's that? I said it's fire. Yeah, that that's my that's my that's my top that's my auto mention. Shout out to my cuz. Um that's the one cheesecake. If, if it's coming to the party, I gotta get a slice. Um all right, so let's go to my number five. My number five is the Queen's my mama potato salad. It gotta be my mama's. I gotta go with potato salad from my mom's. All right. And then four. Uh, I'm a I, I'm a ham. I like ham. So my number four, I, I I need some ham. Whether that's Christmas or Thanksgiving, I need I need some ham. Number three gonna be a shocker though. Number three is shocker. I gotta give it up to my boy KFG fried turkey. I don't even like turkey. I mean I like I, I mean as far as one of the main dishes, if you put a put a, a baked turkey on a, on a on a table, I probably ain't gonna get none of your baked turkey. But if KFG got the fried turkey out there, your boy got to get a leg. Your boy got to get a leg. You know what I'm saying? Old wing, give me a piece of the meat. Because it's, it's about as moist as the ham. So you got to go. My number three going to be KFG fried turkey. My number two is peach cobbler. I don't care about who. I don't care what way. I'm a peach cobbler connoisseur. Give me some peach cobbler. And I'm good for the day. I don't need the ice cream. Man. We're like, oh, peach cobbler ice cream. No, nah, I don't need the ice cream. Just give me the peach cobbler. I am my number one all day. The queen, our Curtis King's dressing. Number one is the queen's dressing. My mama make the best 
turkey dressing in the game. Now, if you want to spice up a little bit, you can throw my little my sister Cuckoo Giblet dress uh, 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 gravy on top of it. But when it comes down to straight dressing, love your mama, best in the game. It's my top five. You got some questionable ones in there, bro. Oh, name like, one. Name one questionable. Peach cobbler. Peach cobbler. Oh, okay. How they, how they is the best one. Peach, one best peach. Top five. Wheat. Peach cobbler. Bro, and then another yeah, one. cobbler, top five. Mama potato salad. I love my mom potato salad, man. Love it. Love it. I don't think it's in the top Wait. five holiday dishes, though, brother. Dude, it's smoking. It ain't in the top five holiday dishes, brother. Hey, I can't mama, see you. Hear your son, right? You hear your son? I can't, I can't oh, see okay. it, bro. All right, it's man. Fine, you hear your son, I, though. I love it because she made me my own separate side of it, though, because I don't do onions and bell pepper my my potato salad. So I always get my own. That's she loves her. That's why she love her. Five. She she love her baby, and she always fix her baby. His own his own potato That's salad. That's why it's not. But, but he didn't put your potato salad in his top five. Oh, all right. Oh, 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 don't worry about it. Now, now let me do my top five. My honorable mention is lasagna. Lasagna is my honorable mention holiday dish. That's a food. holiday dish? Layered, that layer with that cheese, that pasta, cheese, pasta, cheese, pasta. Boy, as a holiday dish. Meat sauce on the top of that bat. Boy, yes. Questionable. Yes. Questionable. Yes, not questionable. <laughs> okay, my five is cabbage. Now that's not really a holiday dish, but I love cabbage for holidays. I love cabbage as a holiday dish. It's just me. Love cabbage as a holiday dish, bro. Bro, I that's love cabbage, cabbage in general. Give me some cabbage and chicken. I'm good. I know. But that's your why top five holiday dishes. Holiday, you heard me. And then I'm gonna go uh with, with fried turkey, like your boy Key said, boy. I do my thing with some fried turkey, man. And every year I do a little bit more to it, a little like try to try to get it up a little my own touches to it. Fried turkey gonna be my number four. My number three is caramel cake. Caramel cake is my number three. Hey, you gotta have caramel cake. Hey, no. <laughs> no, man, I ain't burn the caramel this time. So every time I make it, something else happens. Something happened right. This time, I didn't let it sit fast enough so it caked up it's that it it caramelized but then it caked right but it looked but, like it but, looked like buttercream frosting <laughs> it didn't like a glazed donut but it was still as anybody ate it it was still fire it was still fire caramel cake but this one thing i want to say about caramel cake though the people that make it a lot of people make great caramel right people can make great caramel the caramel isn't what make the cake, people. Anybody cake. can make a great caramel. It's the cake. Stop over-baking your cakes, man. Don't try to over-bake your cakes. And when and you get it, let it cool. Y'all be letting it sit in those hot pans, man. Stop overcooking your cake. Come you from, stop overcooking from your caramel. <laughs> uh, you stupid. <laughs> All right, man. My number two, man. Um, and he keep gonna hate on this one too. The multi cheese layered macaroni and cheese. No, I'm gonna hate on macaroni and cheese. Not for a holiday Bro. dish. But it I'll can't even that. be like 
it can't be like a single cheese, right? You got to have the Velveeta. Then you got to put the three-layer cheese on it. Then pasta on top of that. Then layer it again. Man, it's got to be that blend, right? So you just can't do just Velveeta. Macaroni lasagna. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. A macaroni. Matter of fact, I'm going to start calling that a macaroni lasagna. That's my number. That's my number I'm, two. I'm not, a macaroni lasagna. I'm not going to hate on I'm not gonna hate on macaroni for a holiday dish. I, 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 I see that. But then I'm gonna go with number one, man. I gotta ride with you on number one. I mean, it's gotta be dressing, bro. And I can't have anybody dressing. Now, I can do some people's dressing, but my mom's is just phenomenal. The thing about Al Curdy, think about, think about dressing, man. And this even with my mom dressing. Stop rushing them to make it. Let them take their time making that dressing, man. Like when my mama take her time to make some dressing, boy, y'all don't know what y'all get. Man, y'all don't know what y'all get when she take her time. When people rushing her, it don't, it don't, it won't, might not come out like it can be. But she can take her time and make it some dressing. And then when you throw the fried turkey in it, yeah, man, your boy, I'm telling you, man, man, one time she made me some to like she froze it like so I could just throw it in because you know that's back when I couldn't cook just to throw it in the pan and one man nothing's 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 changed I still I can cook you still can't cook hey okay can I throw one more honorable mention man and you finna hate this one go ahead go ahead you finna hate this one and I think most of the people on this that look at this gonna hate it boiled okra oh the bug. No good. Bull no good. Okra. No good. Man. Okay. That's my that's honorable right. mention. Bull okra. You might, you might as well eat your snot. <laughs> Straight up, man. I hate that slimy junk, man. But okra is I love trash. eating bull okra. I eat fried okra, yeah. but I'm not eating no bull okra. Now, fried okra from churches. Man. Get down on some fried okra. Throw a little hot sauce on them bad boys. Mm. But bull okra, no. You might as well eat your boogers. Double. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, you right, sleep, man. bro. That's the top five, man. So I'm gonna run mine back, man. I want you to run yours back. Mine gonna be. Hold on, I lost my list. I got cabbage, fried turkey, caramel cake, multi-layered uh mac and cheese or or lasagna mac and cheese and uh dressing, man. That's my top five. Yeah, I got man. my. I got my honorable mention. I'm still throwing my okra on there, but of course, my cousin Joanna cheesecake. Mama potato salad. I need some ham. I need kale fried turkey. I need some peach cobbler and then Al Curdy dressing. And I'm good to go. The thing about it, man, this this Thanksgiving gonna be hurting, man. You might not be hurting, but man, I'm be I'm I'm be on the struggle bus. This Thanksgiving, yeah, I may get mama dressing. Y'all better be struck. I might fry my own turkey then. <laughs> Unless Curtis and them do something next, down there, I'll go down there. But but next year we're getting to get we getting back together. Next yeah, year we need to get back out. together. Yeah, that's the top five, man. Um, let's hear y'all list, man. But don't come in no okra. Tell you that right now, I'm cussing you out. Don't come in no okra. Um, or, or no other mess. Um, no, y'all. Some of y'all got some weird. You know something that you used to like too, man. That uh, Phyllis used to make that uh, cucumber. That, that was that was gonna be one of my honorable mentions. That cucumber salad, yeah. That cucumber yeah, tomato like onion that. salad. That's gonna that was gonna be one yeah. of my honorable mentions. Shout out to my cousin Phyllis. That was gonna be one of them. I had to pick yeah. though. That cheesecake come serious though. Hey, I like some uh, what's um, for how to call it uh, the cold pasta pasta salad. I like a good pasta oh, yeah, I like salad too, salad. though, bro. 
I, I like, like pasta, pasta salad. salad too. I don't know if you know that vinegar taste on it. But you know what Big Bab gonna be mad about? Because you know what her what? you know what her dish is: green what? bean casserole. Dub. I don't Can't like do I don't like nobody being green uh, green bean casserole. Green I don't no. like nobody. I don't like green beans, period. I don't like green yeah, beans at either. all. I used Can't to I stand don't them. Can't stand them. Never could eat them. Ever. But people love cuckoo green bean casserole. I just ain't never been that's not my my food. Can't do it. That's the top five from your boys, man. Top five. Let us hear yours, man. Hit us up on all them social medias, man. All those, you know. Platforms, email, what y'all got? All right, man. But y'all know, man, we got to do these. Uh, we bringing it back. This, this ain't going nowhere, man. We gonna do uh Doctor Davis's dad <laughs> jokes. We gonna get back to these <laughs> these dad jokes, man. See what this fool got for us today, man. On these goofy dad jokes, man. What you got, man? How many can I get, man? I don't care, man. Just run them, man. Run. Let's see I what got you can three. do. All right, all right, hey, all right, man. hey, hey. We coming back. For this this new episode, man, season two, bro. You gotta come off hard, bro. Don't don't give us okay. no don't give I, us I'm, no trash, I'm, I'm, bro. I'm coming hard in the paint. Okay, don't give us no trash. Here we go. Shaquille O'Neal in the two thousands. Hey, check this out, man. All right, so as you know, I'm trying to learn how to cook, and I've been posting pictures of me making fried rice. I'm trying to um make more uh Chinese food, more Asian food, right? So I made the fried rice. I know how to make crab ragoon, uh, but the, what I'm working on now is making egg rolls. You want to know how make an egg roll? Ah, uh, you push it. <laughs> All right, but I told you, come on, right. hot man. Like, come on, man. Hey, that was okay. Here go one. How can you tell if a pig's hot? You outside, you on the farm, right? How can you tell if a pig's hot? It's bacon. Bro, that was stupid, bro. Bro, that was that was stupid, bro. All right, one more for you. One more for you, kid. All right, ready? Bro, hey, bro, hold on, hold on, hold on, bro. Go ahead, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. This one, you you ain't gonna you ain't gonna get this one either, though, man. I'm gonna do it anyway. How does a computer catch a cold? How does a computer catch a cold? It gets a virus. It left his windows open. <laughs> Hey, I'm here all night. I'm here all night. <laughs> hey, bro, you stupid, man. You stupid. Hey, man. Hey, I'm here all night, man. I'm here all night. Hey, what, what, something cool that happened. So for Principal's Appreciation Mom, so he, he, they, have, they had the kids do something different each week, each week for me. And so this is the reason why we set for the whole season two. Because they did something cool. So they know I like dad jokes. So what they did, they wrote me a thank you for being like some like special message for being a uh for, for principal for principal appreciation month. And it's like a postcard. 
And on the flip side, it's a dad joke. So I got like 400 dad jokes. So on the phone, man. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm glad you said that because you know how it is when it comes to you and your kids at these schools. Every school you ever been there, I had to roast your kids at them school. So now you give me hey. more reason to roast the kids at your school. I'm fine off of hey, every last one about, that's horrible. I got about 400 dad jokes. It's on the pop um, this season. I already had to roast your kids at every school. Roast them at this last school. I'm coming back. I'm going to roll. Everyone I call terrible, I come back and roasting them kids. I'm going to read them from the postcard. I'm going to bring the postcard. read it from the postcards. Hey, bro, but why is that, though, bro? Every time I go to one of your schools, the kids think they can roast me, bro. Yeah, they, they do be why trying is... you. It's been that way since Bloomington. And I've been giving them the hung on, hung on, hung on. <laughs> I don't care. I ain't your principal, homies. I'm coming. I'm yeah. buying office. It, it's been that way since Bloomington, man. Since my first year, since the beginning, bro. But I'm on no. y'all, though. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, that's Dr. Davis' dad jokes. He said he got 400 of them, man. Pick yeah. the best, bro. Don't, don't pick, pick hey, the best, man. No, no, come with them. The egg roll one? Bro, bro, all of those... <laughs> All of those was, was was touch and go, bro. They was touch and go. <laughs> but no, y'all out there, y'all, if y'all think his job was good, y'all rate him, right? He did three, right? What? How many thumbs up out of three he get? Y'all if tell I'm us what he get out, out hey, of three, bro. Put up tens, I'm getting, if I'm not getting all 30s, we got a problem. Hey, y'all, Key can't fight. All right, man. So that's a dad jokes, man. Let's roll, man. Let's roll, let's roll. First topic of the new season, man. Um, This one... I thought was is very relevant in the sense of um it ain't it's not the, it's not new right um cuz it's a every generation thing it's not new is it something where you see things that's happening and you hear hear what what teenagers and young kids are people young adults are doing right now and, you, and not and younger kids are doing right now you just wondering how you can be active in the process of of community of doing certain things and and touching that that generation so today, man, we want to talk about uh, generational communication, generation communication, man. Um, pretty much we want to talk about how do we talk to the younger generation? How do we motivate them? How do we ignite a fire within them to do great things? How do we understand them, right? And I think that's where it probably starts at is probably trying to understand them, man. But for you, Keith, like, what do you see? And, I, and I'll go after you, like, what do you see as a current well hold on let me let me, let me pull back a little bit and say that um and say that let's just go to the history of it right because every generation is not perfect like we can say that this generation below us is is troubled somewhat but at one time our parents called us trouble and at one mm -hmm. time their parents called them trouble right because you had What's going on now? Then you had us with our generation. Then you had the crack epidemic with that generation. Then you had the Woodstock epidemic with that generation. Then you had civil rights movement with the one before that, right? So each generation has had a a a a a process to go through. And so it's just not that um we're we're better than the lower generation, right? It's mm -hmm. we want to be able to affect effectively guide them and talk to them about things to, to ignite those certain fires and certain things about them. So for you, what do you see about the history and where do you, where do you see this current generation now? What do you think about the current generation or not the so, generation below us? I would say. 
So you said a couple current things that we a couple things that we need to visit and and discuss. I think I think the first thing we have to understand is that the generations before us, just like the generations that's coming after us, us have different issues than what we that we're dealing with. Like there, even though there may be some similarities, there is uh, a uh, a difference. A different, a slight, uh, uh, not slight, but maybe uh, a in some cases a major difference in 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 the situations and issues and things um, there that that they that they go through. But also, well, I think where we fail with our current generation and where generations before us fail with us, is I think we forget that each generation has its own language, um, and if we are not willing to invest in uh, to think about or under, try to understand or in, interpret that language so that we can have certain conversations with our, uh, with the other, with the lower generation, we lose them. Right. And that's uh, coming on. Uh, it's not a coming upon them to teach us their language. It's a coming upon us to learn it. And I think that what, that's what gets missed. Uh, and I even find that as, as an educator being in the schools, like sometimes educators don't understand the language. Right. And I'm not talking about Spanish, English, French. Uh, I'm not, I'm not I'm Arabic. I'm not talking about those things. I'm talking about languages from, from, um, like, like normal language that they use amongst each other. Uh, body language. There's different, uh, even though we know body language is 70% of communication. Um, but there are certain elements of body language that have changed and that we associate with rudeness, but the, but the current generation is not considered rude. And I just think, I, I think the biggest issue is that we're, we're, we're losing. I'm talking to us and the generations behind me and behind me that are still living and, and, and us up until the current generation, we are losing the ability to communicate with our, with with the lower generation and that's because our lack of want to understand their language and we and there's and and, there, and a belief that our language should be prominent i think that's that's critical right we believe that the way we were taught and the way we learned is the way it should be done which makes us internally not want to learn what it takes to be a member of the current generation below us. And that's where we lose them, right? I think the most successful people with mentoring the current generation and being able to reach the uh, current generation, meet them where they are. All right. we, we have to be able to meet the current student, the current kid, the current child, the current um, whatever that, that generation is to you, um, meet them where they are. Um, whether that's music, whether that's art, it's all changing and evolving. And the way they do art, the way they do music, the way they do communication is complete, can be completely different than the way we do. And that's okay. But if we want to be able to talk to them, communicate with them, share the values, both family values, street values, societal values with them, we have to be willing to learn their language. And I think we fell at that. So before we move on, I got to, I got to, I got to, question for you not really a question but a question sad statement um can that be a double-edged sword though and this is what i mean right so but my son my son's seven so he has a a ways to go and we're talking probably he's probably a generation under what generation we're talking about but i always use the the words sometimes i use it more often than i probably should is because i said so right 
um, the because I said so term. And sometimes I feel like that, that that saying is relevant for the time. But sometimes I feel like it can be it can be relevant, but I still should explain why. You know what I mean? So so can like so can learning the language, right? Or trying to understand them take away from take away from like guiding them with um can take away the authority power right the authority power right because i do feel like as adults especially when it comes to our own kids there still has to be a established hierarchy in my opinion and established authority in my opinion because for me that builds respect not only for me as a parent or as an adult but also other adults police um other individuals that that they should that your kids should respect um can that be a downfall to the process or, or could it hinder it somewhat that authority aspect I, of it? I think if it hinders it, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, you problem. And I'm, I'm gonna explain why, I, why I think that. And this is my personal opinion. Um, because I think, I think like you said, you said something very important. And that was that, uh, that, some things are necessary, right? Some, some words or some affirmations or some uh, phrases are necessary, but why can't we do those things in the language? Now, you also can find a balance between your language and theirs. You can just use their language to, you can use your language and use their language so they can fully understand what you're trying to get across and so what uh, so often like because there's so i'll give you this example no matter how i say the word no no matter what language it doesn't lose its power right no doesn't lose its power because i changed the language if it's understood let me let me let me let me preface that if the person i'm talking to understands that language that no still has that same power, right? So if I can say, because I said so, and then put that in a meaningful way in a language that they understand, my said so doesn't lose its power, right? You got to be able to connect them, right? If, you, if you're not able to learn it, be able to connect it. But you said some, uh, something else important, right? Explaining it. So often we say, because I said so, right? And never go into why my word and my authority is final, right? They need to know that the reason, the because I said so is a lot of times because I'm trying to protect you or because I'm trying to help you grow into a better individual or I'm trying to help you navigate a situation. A lot of times that's what I, that's what I, I told you so means, but we never take the time to explain that. Even if it means I, because I said so, and then going back like an hour later or 30 minutes later or 15 minutes later and said, Hey, this is why I'm telling you this. This is what I'm trying to protect you from. This is what I'm trying to help you learn. And I think we missed that opportunity because I know growing up, love you, mama. But I know a lot of times in our in our culture, I I I uh, because I said so was 
finite. That was it. I'm, I because I, I, I said so, but it was never. I never. Till we, this day, we never turned. Yep, we never turned it into a learning opportunity for that kid. That's what I try to do with my boys. Like I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna set the groundwork. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lay down and say, what did I tell you to do? Right. No, you're not doing that. And I may not give them explanation now, but I'm going to sit down with them later and say, this is why I said no. And I'm going to help them understand in whatever language they best understand that of why my saying no is important to their development. We got to stop doing it for us. Right. We have to learn our kids. We have to learn our kids and we have to talk to them. But you know what? A lot of people behind us, Kevin, and, and some of the people in our generations never learn how to talk to their kids. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just it's just the truth. So so before we get into this, this thing about like understanding what they're saying and um and how we the best communicate with them. I want to talk about this whole voice thing, because I hear a lot of parents nowadays say um and we might disagree on this one bro i'm telling you right now mm -hmm. um that their kids should they kids deserve a voice like they 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 deserve a voice they should have they got something to say they should be able to say it um and i do believe that to an extent but this mm -hmm. is where i stand on it it's 100 where i stand on it a child's voice is earned and deserve is uh deserved and earned in order for you to have a voice in my home, Kevin speaking, KLG speaking, you have to show me that you can do things right. You can't have a voice in my home as you continue to prove to me that you cannot do things the correct way. We don't I disagree with that. I will be the voice in this home until you can tell me or show me that you're trustworthy, that you can do certain things that I ask you to do. If you're doing that, then you come to me, Dad. You come to me like, Dad, I feel this way. Let's let's talk. Let's talk. But if you continue making mistake after mistake after mistake, after I'm giving you an advice, and he, you can't come to me and say, Dad, but but there there is no but until you show me. You don't have a voice. A voice is deserved and earned. What do you think about that statement? Oh, I 100% agree with you on that. And and let me let me let me be clear about something. The parent's voice is the final authority. The parent is the final authority in their own home. Let let let's be let's be clear about that, all right? Giving your kid voice and choice don't mean you submit your authority, right? And this is how I look at this, kid. This is this is I'm the easiest way I can put it is this way. The First Amendment, we have a lot of rights. One of those rights is the freedom of speech, right? Your freedom of speech is limited. Not all, you don't have the right to all speech. Just like in my house, you don't have the right to voice everything. Like you don't have, you don't have a right to a voice in everything. I have to be able to lead my home. My spouse, whoever they may be, has to have has to have has have that authority to protect you, child, from you. Right? And so 
You can have a voice in your home, but it's the way you go about it. And even that voice is, is needs to be, be limited because you're not going to, I, I don't, I, I, I don't want this to be, be made to be, where some people like think, oh man, your, your kid shouldn't be, uh, can tell you what, y'all trying to say your kid can tell you what to do in your own house. Absolutely not. Absolutely not, not in a David's household. Yeah, but this, this, the pro- but this is the problem. This is the problem. Keep. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just want. I just want to say it, you don't. You can give voice and choice without diminishing your authoritative power in the house. Yeah, That's what I want to say. Yeah. But this is what happened. This is what's happening, though, Keith. And it's a huge problem because we feel the way we feel. But there's other parents that feel different to where they kids should have this. They, they their kids are pretty much partners in the home, which they that that blows my mind. Um, but what's happened is that when you watch when you see it on TV, and you see it, their friends being able to do certain things, um, and you see certain things happening, they come back, your kid question why they can't do that, why they can't say that, why they don't know how and then it kind of, it kind of creates tension in your own home, right? Because mm-hmm. they're seeing something different and wondering why this kid can go out and do whatever he wants. His parents let him. Why can't I do that, Dad? Why can't I do that, Mom? And it's like creating tension in your own home. And, and the under, the understanding realization is that what the kid has to eventually learn, and we have to communicate. That's where that communication and understanding come from. Is that this isn't that home. Right, this, I run my house completely this different. This isn't at home, right? I have expectations for you. I want certain things for you. I don't want you out running the street all late at night. I don't want you having sex with all kind of people whenever you want to. There's some parents that keep that say their kids gonna have sex anyway, so they might as well do it in my house. What the? F- mm-hmm. There's parents that think that way, bro. And that can sometimes seep into your own kids' conversation and thought process because of who they hang out with. And they come back to you and wondering why they can't do certain things. That that can also hinder, hinder, hinder the dynamic also in the home or in general for your kid or whoever you're trying to touch or reach. But when you, when you brought that up, you're the first thing that came to my head because I said so. Right, like, like that's the first thing you want to say is like because I said so, and mm. this is my house, and this is how I run things. But by doing that, and I'm not telling you you can't do that because I, I, I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be one hundred with you. That's probably exactly how I want to respond it, right? But if that's not followed up with the conversation, the why, then you can run the risk of pushing them in that direction right i want to shut the conversation down because i'm not going to get into a battle or a dialogue about because somebody else is doing something because i'm raising two young men to be their own man be their own person right so we can have a dialogue about that but for now because because what happened is those discussions elevate us right it elevate us as the adult like how it's kind of like a you coming to me about something somebody else doing? No, you're going to do what yeah. I told you to do. So it elevates us, our frustration, our anger. But at some point, you can do your, because I said so, but at some point where they diminish, 
you have to sit down and have that conversation because if you don't, you're going to push them right into what you're trying to protect them from. They need to know why you saying so, not just because you said so. Why are you like, this is what I'm, this is what I'm protecting you from. And if you can connect it to one of your own life choices or one of your own situations, that's where the power comes from. You just can't say, I told you so and leave it dead because like I said, that can easily usher in this resentment, create what Kevin said, the disconnect between the family and also push your child to the behavior you don't want them to go. Make every opportunity a learning opportunity. I don't care how bad or good it is. Every opportunity that your kid experiences should be a learning opportunity. opportunity. Bible says, train them up so that they, when they grow old, they won't depart from it. We just got to train them, give them the tools, fill their toolbox up with the tools necessary for them to be successful as adults. And they'll have them to use in the future. But you have to be able to explain how to use those tools and the importance of those tools, right? You can't give me a saw and say, okay, now go use that saw, but I need to put up drywall. Right? Like, I need to nail drywall to the wall, but you gave me a, a saw. Like, like you, 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 because I, because the, 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 the task I'm using a tool for does not fit it because I've never been taught how to use the tools and what they're used for. So every opportunity should be a learning opportunity. And if it's not, you're, 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 you're you, you need, I don't want to say you're failing as a parent because I, I don't ever want to say that. But if it's not, re, revisit that. Revisit that. Every opportunity should be a learning opportunity. Yeah, man. Let's get into to the meat of this, man. Um, to to figure out how we're gonna do this, communicating with these with this generation below us, right? So, you you're forward face. I'm using the corporate term forward facing. That means you're directing contact with people of that generation. I use it be forward facing, not as much anymore since I'm not heavily involved into football on a day to day basis like I used to be. I used to be very forward facing when I did that, but. So we have two dynamics. So you're forward facing. I'm I'm not forward facing. Like back to the understanding this generation, right? Um, let's talk about how we can do that. How do we understand? My first thing is understanding the environment, right? We have to understand the environment that we're in as as a as a world. And the the biggest thing I take from if there's one component where I would that I like to focus on a little bit because of this, this dynamic is technology. Um, technology is huge. It ain't going nowhere. It's doing number growing. Y'all see AI is going to become a real thing, which I hope they regulate the mess out of AI. But um, our kids, this generation below us will be the catalyst to this IT explosion. They are the catalyst to this IT explosion with these new, um, TikTok and all that type of stuff. So there are means for us to understand our kids if we want to. Mm-hmm. We have to desire. And I think I think one of those areas where we have to understand our kids at is at the technological level. We have to understand technology a little bit better because that's how these kids are communicating. That's how they're getting things done. That's how they're doing bad things. It's how you're doing a lot of their stuff. It's mm-hmm. through technology. It's not going anywhere. 
I think we need as adults, we need to understand technology as a communication vehicle for these kids. What do you think about that? I'm glad you said that and you brought up the technology because you're 100% right. But I, I, I also, I also want to say something else about um, technology. Um, we can be hypocrites. We can be technology hypocrites. Because one thing we tend to say as adults is, oh, the kids are always on the video games, they're always on their technology, always on their phones, always on their tablets. Just so are we. And so what that does is not only we're talking about our inability to communicate with our kids and get to, we're losing out on the opportunity to communicate and get to know them because we're using the same technology. We're doing the same things. We're doing the, we're, we're not spending time to, with our kids and sitting down and talk with them. Dinner at the table was no longer happening. Uh, asking our kids what they learned today at school was no longer happening. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 how often are we around kids enough to be like just to just to absorb their knowledge, just to absorb their world? I'm sorry, not knowledge, but their world. What there's what's the new interest? What what's the new thing that's out there? Like for instance, uh, a friend of mine, uh, his uh, son likes his clothing line, uh, Euphoria. Like I I don't know what the heck Euphoria clothing line is, but it's big. Right. It's, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like how often do we sit around and, and, and try to understand our students? For instance, Kevin, you know what I got at my school right now? A lot of my, I got kids that like Beyblades and I know that's, it's old school. Like, and they bringing them back. I become famous. So guess who's the sponsor of the Beyblades club? Me, the principal. Right. How often do we get in front of the, the likes of our students and try to understand that and then use that as a tool to communicate with them? We don't because we're so invested in the same technology we blame them for focusing on. Right. And and, and wonder why the communication is bad. Wonder why our, our kids can't our kids can't communicate with us because we're not communicating with them. We text them, we FaceTime them, and we probably text and FaceTime them more than we sit down and say, how was your day? So technology is, they, they are going, with the explosion of AI and, and, and technology is continued, there's, there's no leveling off of technology. There's, it's, it's not leveling off, right? But are we taking the opportunity to use that as a tool? Or an escape goat, or blinders. It can be all three. It can be a tool to communicate better with them. It can be a blinder because we're not paying attention to them and not learning them. And it can be a scapegoat why we think the current generation is going downhill, which in fact they're going their 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 behaviors aren't too different than what we did. And the the key thing is you, you explain here, and I and I hope people didn't miss it. Though technology is key, technology will be is and will be a huge thing. It cannot supplement physical interaction. Absolutely not. It cannot supplement physical interaction. You have to be physically involved with not just your kids, man. We talk. We're talking. This discussion is beyond. Your home, right? This is beyond. People. This is any kid. 
adult team that you want to mentor, pour into, um, if you want to change the dynamic of what's going on in your city with the, with the youth, physical, physical interaction is, you cannot substitute it. There has to be some form of it. And even though we want, we were saying that get more involved in technology and don't be so succumb to it um, because you want to interact with them on their level, but interact with them on that level without taking away the physical aspect of it, uh, interaction with, with, with the youth. Physical a the aspect is king. Like, Going to um, going to your your parent teacher conferences, right? Yeah, they can do Zoom and all that, man. But when the last time y'all went to a parent teacher conference with your kid, yeah, yeah. sat in front Sitting of the teacher day. with your kid, yeah. right? And so you can see because what this is what happens. Think about it: if you sit there in front of a teacher, your kid at home can tell you anything what happened in that class in that mm -hmm. school, right? But when you sit there in front of that him with that him he or she in front of that teacher, and you watch body language and you watch how they yep. respond, you can that's learn seventy percent of conversation. That's seventy percent of you conversation. You can learn a lot about what's going on in that situation. They can say, "Oh, the teacher did this. Oh, the teacher did that." They will it when they sit in front of there and they can't lie, or they try to lie. You can read a lot by how your kid react, right? You can understand it. Um, even when uh, you're talking to a team face-to-face, -face, right, um, like a team that you want to mentor, there's certain things you can ask them. When you ask them questions and how they react, they, whether they look away or up there, like you can, you can get stuff from that that you can't get through text, that you can't get through calling them on the phone. Like, well, you could get through, through listen to the voice, but there's something about physical interaction that cannot be supplemented, and we have to understand that aspect of it. And 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 I'm I'm ooh, I'm so glad you talked about that because I was gonna I was gonna challenge everybody to do 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 this. I want you to find one person, and I want you to text them I love you. All right, and see where see see the euphoria you get from how they respond. I want you to take that same person, go to them face to face, and give them an authentic I love you, and watch the difference of the euphoric intake. Watch the difference. Right. That 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 you though though it's an opportunity for us to communicate, that direct that direct interaction can be essential and can make somebody alive. There's one YouTube guy where he literally goes and like he gets somebody rose and then a letter for them to read just to make their day. Right. That 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 simple interacting change change somebody's lives. And and it's so hard to interpret emotion through text and email. Um but but and I'm not saying that that's st that stuff's not going away. I'm a texter. Like I I rather text and call you on the phone. But I do know the importance of sitting down with people that and, and having the conversation with them. Uh, and that's why I like to, I like to sit down with my boys and I text them I love you. But I like to I, most of my love you come in person to my sons. Um and, and like uh, yeah, I do homework with my son. Like I physically go through homework with him, right? I'm there with him going through homework. It ain't just like, did you do your homework? No, I'm physically. Well, my son got autism, so it's a little bit different. But I'm sitting, sit, like doing it with him, going through it with him, like that interaction. But well, the big thing for me when it comes to what you're saying, like that that physical aspect of it, like my former football players, right? I can text them like, man, how you doing, man? Love you, man. Hope you out there doing good. But when I sit, like I saw, I saw a couple of them at the game this weekend, and they come up and hug me, right? And it ain't just one of those boom shoulder type hug. It's a boom double hand hug type hug. That's way more 
powerful mm-hmm. than the texting and all that, bro. It's way more powerful for me, and it's way more powerful for them because they know they know my love for them, right? And I'm showing it, right? I'm physically showing it. It's different, man. It's just totally different when you do it in person. But even well, your disappointment, right? I'm not talking about your particular kid, but I just thought about this. It just came to my head this weekend. So, so KJ, I bought I, I bought KJ uh, a um. He did two things that disappointed me this weekend. And he lost his cell phone and been gone for a whole month, bro. He may answer his text message through his, through, his, through his tablet. Another story. And he did something else, right? And I just thought about it. Had I texted him like, bro, I, I, I'm disappointed in you, he would have said, I'm sorry, dad. He would text back, I'm sorry, dad, right? But I had that conversation, and he saw this and heard the disappointment from me. And I went to my room, and he came in on two separate occasions. Yeah, he lied to me about something. He's like, "Dad, I'm sorry for uh, I'm sorry for losing my phone and not telling you." And he came back and said, "Dad, I'm sorry for lying for lying to you." It's okay, I love you. But that that interaction made him go back and think, like, "Man, I messed up. I'm better than that. How can I fix this?" How can I do better? I wouldn't have gotten that same reaction from a text message. I can yeah. guarantee I would have never got that same message from a text message. So not only your, not only the positive, but sometimes using the ne- negative as a growing opportunity for a situation, sometimes that comes better in person. You know, it, it, but it has to be a learning opportunity. You just can't come, come hot and tell them they're going to get this work. As you know, that was my favorite saying. Yeah, I just want to know why you have find my iPhone though. No, that's a that's a whole no, other, I, so other story. I, so I I I did, but for some reason I forgot to click it on his the like store location, and yeah. so it didn't share the location. So I don't know where the last place he had it was that we can look for it. So mm-hmm. that that but that's on me, and that's that's I realized like even though it was his responsibility and it helps you learn. That's what I'm glad you said that because the communication helps you learn where you can get better at too, because me being a person of technology, I should have known that. And I know I won't make that mistake again. Right. But once again, I would have never gotten that through a, another form of a communication. Just would never got it. Yeah. Yeah. And staying on the un- un- understanding aspect of this before we get to the communicating aspect is uh, understanding uh, the youth, understanding the generation is um, you, you got to know what they like, like in the sense mm-hmm. of um, what they do, um, whether it's video games, whether the type of music they like or they hear, they listen to. Um, not that you got to like, this is a key thing goes, you don't have to like it. You don't have to like what they like, but you have to understand what they like, right? I don't understand why these kids like this music nowadays, but guess what? They like it. I don't understand why they wear hoodies in the summer, but guess what? <laughs> they like they it. Right? I like hoodies too, but not in the summer, right? Kids, even though kids like people that can, kids like people that can relate to them. You don't have to like what they do, but if you can relate to it, it's different. Like you can't, like they don't want a kid. It's harder for a kid to talk to a person that's, um, that's, uh, solely focused how their generation did it. Right. 
but they don't understand how the new generation is doing things. Kids don't open up to people like that. If I come to you like, man, y'all like little Dirk, man, he got some decent stuff, man. Like music ain't really my thing, but I understand he from y'all city. You know what I mean? He doing his thing. He doing big certain. I don't have to like it, mm-hmm. but to be able to have a conversation with them, you have to know what they like. You can't have a conversation with some, like, how do y'all feel about having a conversation with somebody that, that have nothing in common with you? Nothing. Y'all can't even, mm-hmm. like, you can't even talk about nothing. Like, they don't know nothing about what I've been through. Kids, just like you don't like that, neither did this younger generation. They want to talk to somebody they relate to. They will open up more to somebody that relates to them. And, and then, but you also have to find things that are relatable, that mm-hmm. is similar, right? For instance, I coach football. And some of these kids grew up in, growing up in poverty or in the hood. So did I, right? I have something, even if, if people look like for some, some large to grab bone to talk to these kids. Nope. I just need this little foothold yep. and I'm going to go from there, right? Yep. I don't need to be able to climb the whole mountain. I just need a foothold. See, we, we go too far and, and we don't even, some of y'all be trying to climb a mountain. You don't even have a, a rope. You don't even have a climbing shoes. You don't have nothing. But you're trying to climb this mountain or this talking to the generation and you can't even relate to it. They don't even understand yeah. you. You don't understand them. So you got to understand what they like. Again, you don't have to like it. You just have to understand it. And, and you know, that that's even when you think about the, I was just thinking about a situation when you said that. And even when you think about the Jordan versus LeBron the, the debate, we talking about two different eras, but having that having that discussion with kids, and 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 it having to explain why they like LeBron and why LeBron better than Jordan, why LeBron the goat, it's analytical thinking, it's, it's critical thinking, it 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 it's 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 and it's creating relationships, right? And so you don't you don't have to believe Jordan's the greatest. I do, right? I remember one time, Kev, we were in, uh, shout out to my, my boy, uh, Officer Ernest Jones. We were at Ranch View and we were, um, we were like, it was this big circle. Everybody like, like, it's all this yelling. Everybody like, like yelling, yelling, just yelling. Like, you see this, like, man, you think like people running over there, like, wait, what's going on? Like, it's a fight. Like, what's going on? It's me and Officer Jones in the middle of a circle arguing with kids about football. Right. And so, but that's where they, that's that's why we connected with those kids because even though we were on different wavelengths about football, it was tougher. Who's the best? Who's the greatest? We connected with those kids and developed a relation with the, those kids just by having a conversation with them. We found a topic that we all was passionate about that we completely disagree on. We don't gotta like like for instance, like even with like the the mumble rap. I can't. I can't. I can't stare with mumble rap, but can I sit and uh, to, uh, listen to you have a conversation on why you like it? Explain the lyrics to me. Help me understand. Now, let me let you listen to some pop. All right. Let me let you listen to some like can, it, it's about the it's about making a connection. I don't care how you make it. You don't have to agree to make a connection. But can we find things that our kids love? And what happens is that allow us to ease into other conversations that are not so easy. Right, I might have to have talking to you about man, you you making a bad decision, but because I took time to develop a relationship with you, other than disciplinarian, 
you're willing to take my communication about the things that are not so positive. And I think that's a mistake. We want to, we want to focus, control, be authority without the relationship. And I think the relationship yeah. is essential. It's foundational to everything. Yep. This bringing us right into this topic about the communicating part is, and I was going to say like establishing the relationship, man, you can't, you can't, um, there's nothing you can do without that. Um, and sometimes establishing a relationship isn't easy, especially when you're talking about a kid that, um, for those of you just like mentoring young men or women that, that aren't related to you, um, being relatable first is how you start building. You have to, you have to build a relationship, right? Being relatable. Um, listening is key. The key, the, let me just say that. I'm, I got to stop myself. The greatest thing in the aspect of communicating with the gen, with the generation below us and anybody is listening. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to shut up. You just have to shut up. Especially if you ask a question and the person mm-hmm. trying to explain and answer the question. Sometimes you just have to listen. It's key to building rela- any relationship, right? So um like he said, like building that related to having a separate relationship, but building that relationship is key, right? So how do you build a relationship? Do you um and it's a slow process depending on who you're talking to and about. You can't force it, right? But listening to the other person can help you build that can help build trust and understanding to build and allow that that relationship to foster. But another key thing you made a note of is um and I want you to really dive into it a little bit, it's um talking versus communicating. What's the difference? Because a lot of talkers out there, you see them out there on TV and everything that talk, talk, this is what you should do, this generation do this. And this. You got a lot of talkers. But you don't got a lot of communicators. Let's talk about this real quick. The number one difference, and it's a simple one, one's one way and one's two way. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's almost that simple, right? Because if I'm a, if I'm communicating, it's it's me and who's ever involved discussing and having a dialogue about it. Talking is I am ostracizing, I am attacking, I am I am forcing, giving direction. I am I am now. Now some of this may be positive. I am I am I am. Forcing in, in in some instances, I'm forcing my beliefs and ideologies on you, and I'm just trying to force feed you what I believe and how I feel, right? And the communication, I'm going to I'm going to sh- either listen to how you feel or listen to what you want to say, or and then take that in. In some instances, repeat what you said to make sure I understand. And then share my piece. And it's this reciprocal dialogue back and forth or we're learning, right? Talking is I'm giving you this and, 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 and that's, that's it. And so often we, we do this. Like for instance, some of our kids, I'm like, they were like, I'm like, come on. Hey, let me, let me holler at you about this. I don't want to talk about it. All right. 
You still finna get this work, this <laughs> you still finna get this consequence. And I go meet them where they are. I meet you in the cafeteria, like, hey, I'm, I'm, how your day doing? They good? Okay, I see you on the I see you in the cafeteria. Okay, all right. Hey man, what, what's going on? Tell me what's going on. Like, it's a dialogue, right? And it doesn't have to be a dialogue that has to be continuous at that point, right? So often people think think communication is a dialogue where we directly sit in front of each other talking back and forth. A dialogue can be, I share something. Two hours later, the person, think about it, they come share something. But it's an open communication that is a two-way street, right? Talking is one way. Talking is one way because what talking does, Kev, it doesn't allow you to listen, right? If it's only talking, you're not listening. If I'm giving a directive, I'm not listening. I'm executing, right? I'm executing a task. I'm talking to you. I'm executing it. There is no opportunity or area for listening. So if you want to communicate effectively with the current with the, with the younger generation, if you want to if you want to let me change that if you want to reach the current uh, generation, you got to communicate, and not talk. It has to be a two way street. You got to be able to listen and share. If you can't do both, you're just talking, and you'll never reach the target that you're trying to reach. I, I always tell people, man, a lot of stuff. I say, I say, flip the script, flip it. Flip it. Think about when you were young and these principals and these adults just talked at you, da, 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 da. How quick did you blank them out? Now you're hearing them, but you're not listening, right? How quick is when you were young, like somebody like, Kevin, you did this, da, da. And I'm like, I'm not even really listening to you. You talking, I'm just like, these, if you do that to people or these youth, they're not going to, it's not going to, it doesn't give them a chance to internalize it, right? Or to think about it and process it. Like, I, I, could t- I, I can, most of my life, I, I block people out when they talk to me. I'm, I'm, if you ain't, if you're, if you're not allowing me to engage in conversation, I hear you. That's why I call myself not the human thumbs up emoji, right? Um, I hear you, but I'm not listening because you're not giving me a chance to respond. You're not giving me a chance to do anything. I did as a youth, I definitely did that right. And these youth are the same way. We we try to make it seem like this youth thing, this the generation below us is is so different from us. They're not. They're absolutely mm-hmm. not. They're, not. They're just They're not. like us, man. Like you, you're you're seeing things right now as an adult. But flip it. Go back to when you were younger and mm-hmm. see how you responded in a, during similar situations. You'll see, hmm, that isn't, that isn't a them thing. That is a, a age. It might be an age thing. Of course, it's an age thing, like maturity and things like that. But it, it, we're no different if you compare timeline to timeline, right? So, for instance, if you compare... um. Trying to think of something, but if you can pair something on the same level, you'll see the similarities. When we try to compare something here and here, it's hard to compare the similarities, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, if you try to apples, compare apples, apples to oranges, 
Exactly. Like, like, but if like, go back and see how you were. Go, just go back. I do it all the time. When I talk to my son, so I, be, I remember I did that. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I remember I was like that. Yeah. Even my football players, they just, I, I get it, man. I get what they're going through. I get, they're chasing after girls. <laughs> you know, I was a young man yeah. before too, right? And so, if we if we can't do that, man, we can't flip it and understand kids and put ourselves in their shoes. We're not better reach them there either because we don't become again. We won't be relatable. We can't create that relationship or establish that. Okay, I know what you're going through because when I was younger, I, I know, I know, bro, I, I, I know, right? Uh, so that's where I'm at with communication. Um, you got something else? Yeah, I just want to say real quick about the communication, uh, and also when you talk about flipping and talking about what uh, what they um, what they did in those situations, I want you to go back and flip it this way. I want you to go think about everybody who's made a difference in your life, and see was there was there opportunity for two way um, two way conversation. I guarantee there was. I guarantee that was a person you could go talk to. Right. So just think about that. The ones that make the most difference in your life created the opportunity for you to dialogue, for you to go back and share how you feel, for you to be open. And we need to afford that to this current generation. And so often we don't because of what Kevin said, because we think they're different, that they're, um, and I'm just going to say it, we think they're worse than us. When in fact, when when the truth of the matter is, they're not too much different. <laughs> not too much different at all. They 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 just there's there's different advancements in society like technology, but there's not much difference because if you if back when we grew up, if you put YouTube and World Star back Wait. when we grew up, I'm just gonna leave it there. Leave it there. Man, I'm going to leave it here with it, though, man. Y'all hear us say this a lot. Probably going to say it every episode. But it's just our God honest truth. It all starts with love, man. Mm -hmm. It always starts with your heart posture. If someone knows you love them, they're more receptive to listen. Yeah. If someone knows you give a darn, they're more receptive to listen. But how you come at a person, how you come at these youth with this rah, 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 it matters. You can't change their lives coming at them with, with hate and envy and strife that they're already getting. You got to come at them love because a lot of these kids that are doing wrong things because they lack that love aspect in their life. Either you can be that bond or you can make them go farther apart. You choose if you want to love somebody. And I mean, especially those who are who are mentoring young men and women um, that are not your own. It's more important. It's even more important there because they have no reason to even believe that you love them. There's no reason for them to even think or believe you love them. Your own kids and all that you know you probably should they should probably think oh you probably should love me right people that you have no interaction like that with 
They don't know you love them. That's why you got to take an extra step, man. You got to be extra careful and extra diligent when it comes to mentoring these youth that you have no direct connection with because they need to feel something that they probably haven't felt in a long time. And that's love. Yeah. And we're talking about generational communication and love is the ultimate communicative action. Yes, sir. It's the ultimate communic communicative action. So let's practice love in our communication. Let's practice love in everything we do. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see some changes. Hey, man, Kurt Franklin, uh, Maverick City Music got a dope song about love, man. On they, uh, comp the album they did together. I throw that out there. Dope song. All right, man. Um, yeah, man. Generation communication, man. Let's be better, people. Let's be better. Communicate with these youth, man. We ain't got to be so hateful towards them. We just got to guide them and mold them and love them, man. That's all we got to do. We got to listen. We got to listen. Yes, sir. Anything else, Doc? That's it. Man, first episode of season two, man. We coming in hot. We coming in hot, man. We coming in hot. We letting up off the gas either, man. Yeah. We got some stuff to talk about, man. Um, Hit us up. Top five. Dad jokes. How you <laughs> felt about the conversation, man? Um, Because this is a deeper, Egg man. Roll. It's deeper than You're what... Bullshit. You're in the Matrix. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Let us know, man. We love to hear from y'all, man. Um, but y'all know what it is. It's your boy, Kev G and Dr. Davis. We two views podcast. Yeah. We out. We up out of here, man. Love y'all.